0: Welcome back to the KPL Podcast. I am your host, Jigisha. And this week on the podcast, I have best-selling author of the playbook series and Mom Jeans and Other Mistakes. She's here today to talk about her new book, Better Than Fiction. And let me tell you, this was so much fun to read. Especially because I love to read books that are set in bookstores and libraries. I don't have a reason to why I like this, but I just enjoy reading books about people who love books. I guess I see myself in that. Also, I'm going to have a couple of other recommendations of books that are set either in a bookstore and or a library. But let's get started with our interview with Alexa. Our guest today is Alexa
1: Martin. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me.
0: So to jump right in, one of the first questions we always ask is tell us about Better Than Fiction.
1: So Better Than Fiction is a contemporary romance about Drew Young and Jasper Williams. Drew Young has just inherited her grandmother's bookstore, the Book Nook, but there's the slight problem, and that's that she does not like to read. (laughs) So she has this new bookstore and the Dirty Birds, which is um, the book club that meets in the Book Nook, and it's comprised of her grandmother's friends who are Uh, A little overbearing, a lot meddling in her life, and really want to kind of push her in a certain direction, which has them inviting their favorite author, Jasper Williams, to the store and setting them up unbeknownst to Drew. So Jasper is a best-selling romance author. And when he finds out that Drew doesn't like to read, he is determined to change her mind. So he creates a book bucket list with books for her to read, and dates to go along with it in exchange for her help exploring Denver for him to write his next novel. So throughout the book, they kind of they go on dates around books, and she shows him around her favorite spots in Colorado. Uh, they go white water rafting and hiking and just kind of exploring and falling for each other through books and nature. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's I haven't explained it out loud before yet. So oh. be my, my <laughs> oh, okay. description.
0: That's all right. That was great. Uh, so I have to tell you, I really love the book and enjoyed all of the characters. I really love Drew and Jasper and, of course, uh, the Dirty Birds and then <laughs> Elsie and Daisy. So I've got very invested in this world. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us more about what inspired the book and the characters.
1: Well, so this was my first romance book that I wrote after the playbook series, which was a sports romance. So I really wanted to go like the far opposite of that into like the bookish world that like the most bookish book I could write. So, mm-hmm. um, that is with Drew and her bookstore with like the fun little twist of her not liking to read. I think The Dirty Birds is and her grandmother are very inspired by my own grandma and her group of friends and mm-hmm. seeing how close they were and knowing that if I was in that situation, they definitely would have done the same thing. I'd also say that this book is slightly like my love letter to Colorado. I don't live there anymore, but I still love it very much. And so that was fun in the pandemic to kind of, cause I wrote this during 2020. Mm-hmm. So to write about exploring nature and being outside I think all of my main characters have little pieces of me and so I really enjoyed um, writing about Drew and her her relationships and that relationship between honoring and grieving loved ones but also moving on and how like the push and pull Mm -hmm. of that.
0: Yeah, I especially love that Colorado featured so prominently. It's a state that I it's like my buckets, bucket list yeah. state that I want to go visit. And so I loved all the descriptions. And yeah, my actually one of my questions was, are you from Colorado? And
1: I so- am born and raised. Um, we live in Tennessee now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Colorado will always have a piece of my heart. Even though when I was writing the park, I was like, I did not explore enough when I lived there, <laughs> you know, kind of the, like you don't see what's in your own backyard while you're there. So now I still have friends and family live there. I'm like, when we go back, we have to go to these places.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So uh, this question will seem out of uh, left field to my listeners, but what is your favorite Dolly Parton song?
1: I mean, I do listen to 9 to 5 literally every morning. I have the mug. (laughs) It is on my morning playlist. It's got to be that one. I just She's just so joyful and mm-hmm. that is like a very joyful way to start your day. <laughs> it's like the little rhythm of the, beat. the song. Yeah, the oh, rhythm. Yes, yeah, the beat. Thank you. That is the word that's not that hard to think of.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's great. Now have the kids develop your your love for
1: uh, Dolly Parton. I would say both my daughters have. My Hmm. sons are a little more like, okay, mom, but my youngest daughter is seven and she still thinks I'm really cool. So she likes a lot of stuff that I like. And then my oldest daughter, I think she thinks, I mean, you can't really see Dolly and not realize how amazing she is. Mm -hmm. So the more I've pushed her, the more she's come to accept, like, okay, yes, we we stand Dolly in this house.
0: Very nice. So have you had a chance to read her book uh, that she wrote with James Patterson?
1: No, I haven't read that one yet. And I haven't gone to Dollywood yet. Both of those are on Mm -hmm. my list of things to do once I'm Mm -hmm. finished writing my next book. (laughs) First up.
0: I love the book nook in your novel, the bookstore. And so is that uh, modeled after a a specific place or?
1: I mean, I think just like all of the small books, right? There's just bookstores. There's an atmosphere when you go to like a small locally owned bookstore that you really can't find in like Barnes and Noble, I'm no slant. I love Barnes and Noble too. It is my youngest daughter. That's where she asks to go on her birthday. (laughs) She loves it there. Um, But just like the feel of a small bookstore and the community within it and Mm -hmm. how almost most small books, like you can feel the love, in the walls, right, the people that are starting these aren't usually starting them to become millionaires, they're doing it because they love books, and they love Mm. that community, and you can feel it when you step inside.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely, we have a couple here in St. Louis, so they're just great places to go visit, so.
1: Oh, you're in St. Louis, that's where my husband's from, we go there often. (laughs) Oh, nice. My in-laws are still there. Oh,
0: very nice, so (laughs) yeah, well, if you're ever in town, drop by the Kirkwood Public Library. I I will. (laughs) Um, so you wrote the playbook series and I imagine football is serious business in your house. Yes. So what is your favorite Saturday or Sunday tradition? Or do you do the super go super bowl recipe or do you have a go-to super bowl
1: recipe? I mean, the recipes are my favorite part of football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Food, um, is, yes, is, my the food is my favorite part. We love sliders and I'm a big dip fan. So like mm-hmm. I will try all of the different dips. I like a good spinach artichoke dip in the instant pot. That's easy and delicious every time. Right now we are in the thick of football season. Mm-hmm. My, both of my sons are playing and my husband is coaching. We're going to three games a week, which I have been complaining is too much football for anybody. <laughs> and my husband <laughs> watches it on Sunday and I'm like, no, thank you. Bye. We'll go upstairs. so I mean my favorite Saturday tradition though is not leaving the house but again that's not an option right now between football and cross country and gymnastics Mm -hmm. all of the activities so how do you find time to write (laughs) um well so thankfully now my kids all of my kids are in school I have four children and they're finally all in school so I try to get the writing in during the days I used to try and get it done in the weekend, but again, my weekends are now Mm
0: -hmm.
1: filled with activities. So it's really like you have to get things done. My laundry room is atrocious right now. (laughs) Everything else has been ignored. Mm -hmm. But you know, we'll get to it eventually.
0: (laughs) Oh, yep. Definitely. Yep. Gotta write those books because, you know, I need that more. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, so, which of your characters would you like to grab brunch with? I vote for Elsie. Actually, I vote for the Dirty Birds and two, but so.
1: <laughs> yeah, Elsie, Elsie was really fun. I love writing the like secondary characters in mm-hmm. my books. I think it's such an important part beyond the like main character and the love interest to give them a full life. So, I think I think Elsie and Daisy were really solid. But I think maybe you're right. I think the Dirty Birds for sure. Mm-hmm definitely the whole group of them and see how <laughs> what that would be like
0: yeah I think it'd be a lot of fun I could just see yeah. them with their mimosas and their brunch yeah. and just just the conversation <laughs> yeah
1: and Colette rolling her eyes with every single statement
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 yes yes so now you had a so since we're recording this in September your book uh mom jeans and other mistakes just came out a few weeks ago and now and this one will be coming out in November so uh, could you tell us a little bit more about Mom Jeans?
1: Yeah, so Mom Jeans actually came out September last year. So oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Oops. No, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> um, that would be exciting, though, if I had the double releases or right anything. But yeah, no, Mom Jeans is my first and so far only women's fiction novel. It's about Lauren and Jude, who are best friends, who are both kind of hitting a low point in their life. And they decide to move in together for financial and emotional support. Mm-hmm. It is about um like mother daughter relationships. There's the relationship between Lauren, who is a single mother and her daughter, between mm-hmm. Jude and her mom in their kind of strained relationship. and then also the relationship kind of between Jude and Lauren's daughter is kind of a bonus mom. There's mm-hmm. also a stepmom. So it's just all of these relationships between women and the dynamics and how to kind of balance life with the responsibilities and how to there's therapy scenes and it was was really important to me and it was also really important to show with Jude and her mother's relationship which was pretty toxic that it's okay to kind of set that boundary Mm -hmm. I think I had in my own life, my relationship with my mom had been strained. And there's a lot of that in my ear, like, well, it's your mom, you only have one mom, you can't do that, you have to kind of accept everything. So it was, uh, for me, really important to show that your own mental well being can be elevated beyond what people are expecting you to take and do. So and then also just like the importance of friendship and creating Mm -hmm. your own family outside of, you know, what you're born into.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I I love that book. I love Lude Lude. I just I just make a couple name for them. was uh, <laughs> June and Lauren. Sorry. Again, this back to school has really gotten to me.
0: <laughs> yep. So now um I, as you can tell, I love romance novels. Uh, what draws you to write romance novels?
1: I just love the comfort in them. I love the safety. Of being able to explore harder things, but to know that in the end, it doesn't really matter what you're going through, you can still experience them and be happy in the end. I think there's, there's a real safety in reading that and being able to see like within Better Than Fiction, there is a line, a thread of grief throughout it. And Mm -hmm. so... And especially after the kind of years we've had where everybody, I think everybody is experiencing some grief to know that at the end, you can still have this happily ever after and move through things. Um, I also love, I mean, who doesn't love the distraction of some good kissing books and, and just like the fun and romance of it all. I, romance was really, I didn't read much. Um, and then my grandma <laughs> like, The inspiration between behind this book was like have you ever read have you read those 50 shades books I keep hearing about them (laughs) and that's how I started reading romance I read that and I just like never stopped and then Mm -hmm. eventually kind of an idea for a story popped into my head and I've just been fully all in that sentence
0: very nice well we'll have to thank Erica James for the inspiration
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh I have
0: (laughs) Well, I, you know, when I read romance, Almost, one of the things I love is, is all the secondary characters. I feel like if I don't love the secondary characters, I can't get into the book, but I also love drew like her story arc was just great. Like seeing her grief and how it popped up at times and how she was trying to partially ignore it and not deal with it. Yeah. And, uh, and then just her, you know, her relationships with all the different people I just really loved her. She was a great character.
1: Oh, thank you so much. She was really fun to write. It was fun to write a little bit of a grumpy heroine Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead of the grumpy hero. Uh, It was really fun to explore that in the book and have the hero be the kind of sunshine in the story.
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. I think the first meeting and he's just staring at her and she's like, is he really staring at me? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What's next? Are you going to do more playbook series books? Uh, I know you said you're working on another
1: novel. I am. So right now I'm working on, I think, I don't know if we we haven't announced the title yet. Um, Right now it is Nemesis Next Door Mm -hmm. and it is an enemies to lover book about that's revolving around an HOA election because I think homeowners associations are hilarious. (laughs) And so they finally allowed me to write this book. I've been wanting to write it for so long. Mm -hmm. So it's really, I think, really a rom-com like it's pretty it's just really fun and lighthearted, which is something that I haven't done in a while I've like every time like better than fiction I was like it's just gonna be light and fluffy and I was like grief let's add that in there let's mine that in so this is an enemies to lovers book about two neighbors who are kind of battling it out for the HOA presidency oh. <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> it's, it's really it's really fun Um, And I'm really grateful that my editor was like, yes, Alexa, you may. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
0: I'm already excited. Okay. So I'm like, all right, this is, this has got so much, there's so many directions, so many amazing, like secondary characters that can happen here. There's
1: so many characters. Honestly, I'm really just writing it. So people will email me with their HOA stories because they are my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
0: that is so awesome. Oh, I can't wait. So what do you hope readers take away from your book?
1: Every time I sit down and write, my end goal is for people to close the book. And I just want them to feel like they have a friend in the book and feel less alone. I think in this book, especially with the undertones and the slight threads of grief and kind of healing through reading and nature, that they kind of feel maybe they find a permission to Seek healing or comfort in what brings them comfort instead of what they feel like they have to do. And within those around them, I think I just really hope that they feel comfort in the pages of this book.
0: Oh, absolutely. I found that this book was great for de stressing. Like, I, you know, after a day of work, I just want to come in, sit down, and say, okay, what is Drew up to?
1: Yeah. I think, again, there, I don't want people to be like, I know it's got the very, I think a very fun, beautiful cover that can just scream rom-com. They're definitely, I don't want people to be blindsided that she inherited the bookstore. So there is that thread of grief, but I still think it is relatively light and fun and Mm -hmm. um, cozy. Like (laughs) the way they explore the dates, the fights, it's it's a fun book, even Mm -hmm. with that. So
0: Yep. It has me thinking about going hiking even. So I'm not a <laughs> <Yeah>. hiker. So <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm like, Hmm, I think maybe I'll try this hiking thing.
1: I know I did make my kids go for a hike with me as I was writing this book. I was like, let's
0: go <laughs> let's explore nature. <laughs> um, so one last question is, uh, what are you reading or what do you recommend we read? Is there something we should pick up after we read better than fiction?
1: There's, I know um, Sarah Smith just came out with a book, I think, last week, Boy in a Bookstore. So if we're going to stick with bookstore books, that could be a great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have I, I've been in a little bit of a reading slump between Deadlines and Back to School. Mm-hmm. I've been reading, I think it's funny, you should ask, is that the name of the book? I think that's the title. And I've mm-hmm. really been enjoying that book. Um I also I'm a big fan of rereads, so I've been doing a lot of like listens on Audible when I'm in the car and grocery shopping. I love a Kristen Ashley book; they are my comforts. I have read all of them multiple times.
0: <laughs> Very nice. And is uh, is Daisy going to get her story? Because I I would really really love to go back to Colorado and see what Daisy's doing.
1: I hope so. So when I got this, when I wrote this book, it was a standalone, but I. I think that's one of the really fun things about romance is knowing that side characters could get their story. And I really, I have an idea for Daisy and I would really like to write it. I think she was really fun and I know exactly who her love interest would be. Ooh, okay.
0: <laughs> so, cause even if you wrote a prequel, like Elsie's story, you know, cause Elsie's already married and has four kids yeah. in the book, but it would be fun to just see how she and her husband met too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I loved Elsie. I, in my character description of her is like, mama for a mess, but try as hard. And my husband was like, so you I was like, yes, correct. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very nice. Well, that's all the questions I have. Um, one question I do ask authors is, is there something that you wish, uh, you got asked during these interviews? Is there a question out there that, uh, you'd love to get asked, but don't often get asked?
1: Think so I honestly just really like talking to people so when they ask me any questions I'm like yes let's. <laughs> I will answer and we get to just talk about books now well now I'm like huh is there something so now I'll probably be thinking of that you might get an email from me oh, okay. <laughs> this
0: <is the> <laughs> yeah I can do a four-hour discussion on books. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no problem <laughs> so Our guest today is Alexa Martin, and her book, Better Than Fiction, is available right here at the Kirkwood Public Library and wherever fun, amazing books are sold. Thank you so much for the interview. Thank you. This was really fun. As I said earlier in my introduction, I really love books that are set in bookstores and libraries. So I'm going to talk about maybe three, maybe four books, so I don't want to overwhelm you with my recommendations. But the first book is The Lost and Found Bookshop by Susan Wiggs. This story actually is kind of similar to Alexa Martin's Better Than Fiction that we just talked about. The main character, Natalie Harper, moves back to her hometown of San Francisco, where she has inherited her mother's bookstore and has become her grandfather's caretaker. Now, she plans to sell the bookstore to pay for his care, but Grandpa's got different ideas, and he refuses to sell the building. So now Natalie is fighting to save this door, and she's getting some help from a handsome contractor. This story is a romance, and it's also about family. My next book is a historical fiction. This one is titled The Personal Librarian. It is co-written by Marie Benedict and Victoria Christopher Murray. Now, if you know anything about Murray Benedict, she likes to write about women in history who've kind of been missed, but had made a major contribution. I really enjoyed this book. Um, I tend to, I do like historical fictions, and I think this was well-written. It is about a real life person, Bella de Costa Green, who was J.P. Morgan's personal librarian. She was hired to curate a collection that he owned called the Piermont, for the Piermont Morgan Library. She gains a great deal of recognition for her work, but working for a man as powerful as J.P. Morgan also brings a spotlight to her. And here's the thing. Bella is actually a black woman passing as white. It's a secret she tries very hard to keep throughout the book. And that's all I'm going to say about it. If you haven't read it, please pick this one up. really good book. Now, if you're in the mood for a little fantasy, my next book is titled Sorcery of Thorns by Margaret Rogerson. This is a YA fantasy novel, but I don't know. I just got a kick out of this. So you have a librarian, an orphan. Her name is Elizabeth Scrivener. And she actually wants to become a warden of libraries. So essentially in this world, uh, grimoires are kept in a library and she wants to be the person who protects them. So yes, she wants to be a librarian. And in this book, librarians carry swords and know how to fight. I had a lot of fun reading this book. And so a little fantasy if you're in the mood. So I've got about two more recommendations. So I guess it's actually five now. The next one is Jenny Calgan. She is an author whose most of her books are set in bookstores. She's got quite a few in her collection. So I would recommend just checking her out. Uh, They're women's fiction, maybe with a touch of romance, but highly enjoyable light reads. And of course, my last book is The Lines of Fifth Avenue by Fiona Davis. And yes, I have recommended this book before, and I think everyone should read it. It is a historical fiction set in two timelines. The first is set in 1913, and the second in 1983. In the first timeline, Laura Lyons is married to the superintendent of the New York Public Library, and it allows their family to live in an apartment within the library. I don't think nowadays directors want to live in the library, but back in 1913, this was a prestigious position and a prestigious benefit to having the job. This book is a mystery, and for Laura, her life is threatened when valuable books are stolen. Now, going forward 80 years to 1993, Sadie Donovan, who is the granddaughter to Laura, has a dream job as a curator for the New York Public Library. But she also runs into similar issues that her grandmother did. Rare manuscripts, notes, and books are going missing, and it puts her career on the line. So as Sadie begins to investigate, she begins to learn some things about her own family heritage and what happened 80 years prior. I won't say anything more. But I highly recommend this book. Well, those were my recommendations. Are there any that you have for me? I would love to hear from you. You can write to me at podcast at kplmo.org. Are there any books that I've missed? I probably have, actually. But are there ones that you recommend? Let me know. And that's our show this week. I hope you enjoyed our interview with Alexa Martin. And I hope you enjoyed my recommendations. I'm going to leave you with a quote by Jumpa Lahari. That's the thing about books. They let you travel without moving your feet. Stay tuned next week for children's author, Daniel Vandiver.